along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Xi Van Fleet. She's an author and also a survivor of Mao Zedong in China. Uh, Xi, nice to meet you. How are you? Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, having me in your show. You're very welcome. You know, um, as I told you a little while ago, I've been to China, and Mao's picture is still everywhere. It's very strange. Um, what was China like before Mao Zedong? Do you know? I mean, was it a free country sort of like America or was it never like America? Oh, no, no, no. It's never like America. But it was uh, under authoritarian uh, government. Okay, so, uh, but they, uh, uh, they overthrew it and promised uh, the, uh, the utopia and what they got is totalitarian and uh, the bo- most brutal regime in the history of the world. I think a lot of people think authoritarian and totalitarian are the same. No, authoritarian authoritarian means you've got control over the people, but you're not brutal. Totalitarian means you either agree with us or you're dead. Yeah, it's kind of like I, I, my understanding is authoritarian is the government make the decision and you have to you have to obey. But they don't really get into your 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 home, your thoughts, your mind. And but totalitarian government. Uh, that controls every aspect of your life, including your thinking. As we continue, Xi, I just I want to ask you this up front. How did you get out? Because I know that it was very difficult for people to leave China. How did you get out? During Mao's China, there's no way. There's no way we could even just freely travel within the country. There's no money. There's a restriction. It was uh, after Mao died and Deng Xiaoping, the, uh, uh, his successor, uh, as, uh Realized that there's a, the uh, CCP was dying, China right. was dying. There's only one way to save them from the deathbed, and that is bringing capitalism. And that's how he opened up China and invite the foreign investment. In meanwhile, open up universities so I could go to university and then eventually be able to come out and wow. to study. Yeah. It's it's hard for us to understand as Americans growing up here, knowing how different things are, to, to really realize how much control there was. How does a guy like, uh, like Mao, how does he come to power? Uh, he, oh. he Was he dynamic speaker? Was he uh, an intelligent guy? What was it about this guy that people started following him? Brutal, brutal. That's what you get into power uh, within a, a totalitarian party. And the most brutal guy gets the, uh, to the top. And so it's just that simple. Was he a military guy? I mean, how, how did he how did he have the ability to be brutal? He had to have a big following somehow. Yeah, yes. And he, he was brilliant strategist, uh, military strategist. But also, um, it, it, if, it, OK, so people focused on him. And, right. and a lot of I think it's a mistake that uh, Mao was communist China. OK, there was if there was no Mao, there was someone else. It's just a matter of who was the guy that win the infight. So don't go, you know, think he was the uh, the CCP. No. Now we have another one, Xi Jinping. Right. You know, all his uh, enemies in, either in prison, disappeared, or dead. Same thing. It is um, Xi Van Fleet. She's got a book out called Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning. I want to get into that in earnest in a second. But it's all very interesting to me how, how these things happen. And the Chinese people are such wonderful people. How are you able to grab the hearts and minds of people and make them believe that Mao was some something bigger than just a man? It's almost like in North Korea, the you know the the, the Kim family. They they teach people from birth that we uh, we're basically God. Is yeah. that what Mao did too? Did people exactly. think he was God? 
Yeah, and to us, yeah, to especially to kids like me, when I grew up, he was our God, absolutely. And we have the Bible, and and we belong his uh, to his church. And uh, the Bible was mostly the red book, and we have uh, um, rituals every day. And we in the morning we would salute him and uh, ask him for inspiration. At night we would salute to him, to his uh, portrait, and then report to him what we've done. Uh, whether we are falling short or we did okay. Exactly a religion, and he was our God. Were you allowed to be Christian or Buddhist or anything else, or, or he I was the deity? I have no idea. I have no idea about what, what, what religion was. The only thing I know is that religion was bad. It's opium of the masses. And what religion was, no idea. How many Chinese people did he kill? Do we know? Yeah, yet you never know because you will never get the statistics from the uh, the party uh, estimated up to eighty million. And I have eighty to say, million. People say, uh, say would you get the number? Well, he killed two million landowners in the beginning um, uh, after he took out power. That's during the land reform, and he killed another two. And those were called counter-revolutionaries, basically the personnel of the old regime, the old government. And then he starved 50 million uh, Chinese to death wow. during the uh, the Great Famine. And then there's another 20 million died. And uh, do you know how they died? No. They killed each other. It's wow. because Mao put... And what he called them, mobilized the masses against the masses. So the masses killing each other, just like today. You know, the uh, uh, look at the division in, in America today. The two sides hate each other so much, and they were just about to kill each other. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I see a lot of parallels. Thank God they haven't killed 80 million people, but I, I think some would like to if they could. It is yeah. uh, Shiva and Fleet. The name of the book is Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning. It seems to me that after 9-11, how long have you been here? Were you here for 9-11? Yes, I was here at 86. Okay, very good. So um, after 9-11 on September 12th, we were all one country. We were galvanized. Everybody was a New Yorker. We loved each other. Democrat, Republican didn't matter. Conservative, liberal didn't matter. None of that mattered. Somehow, 22 years later, we are at each other's throats. And this yes. was done by government, wasn't it? Yeah, it's by the, what's called uh, cultural Marxism. And that's in the playbook. And Mao did exactly the same thing and set people against each other. In China, it was by class. So if you're from a family that used to own property, own land, you were categorized as the black class, enemy of the state. And, uh, and then the other side is the proletarian. And here, we, uh, the, uh, the left did it by race yes. and then by gender then by sexuality, and then right. just go on and on and on. And we all have a label, and one of the label is good. And then you make uh, get a label that is bad. If you're white, straight, male, you are the enemy number one. Uh, I, that's me. Yes, <laughs> I'm, yes, correct. I'm an enemy. Well, well, and that's the thing. We've got to take the power away from the people that would like to unite. I mean, I love everybody. I don't care what you are, and I don't care what you know what your background is, your sexuality is. None of that matters. But I think that it went on steroids with somebody like like um, Barack Obama. Uh, black people don't trust the white guy. White guys don't trust the Latins. Latin people don't trust the Asians. And this is really what it is. And now you see people literally beating each other on the streets just because they look different or have a different ancestry. Whereas we used to celebrate the fact that we were a melting pot. Now, if you say melting pot, it's a microaggression. How how are they able? She how are they able to be so successful at dividing us? I thought we were stronger than that. 
Yeah, but it is, you know, many ways, it's human nature. It's human nature that uh, we are tribalist. But when the, uh, um, when the party, the political party or the left, they use that and weaponize it and then tell one side that you are marginalized, you are oppressed, um, you are the victim. And it's very easy for people to buy into that. And then they, everyone want to blame someone. It's just human nature. If I fail or if I don't do as well, it's much easier to blame someone else than blame yourself or just make yourself take the responsibility. It's all plain according to the human nature. That's why it's so de- uh, deceptive. And that's yes. why it works. Well, I agree with tribalism. Listen, I'm an Italian guy, right? My background is my ancestry is Italy, and and I when I see another Italian name, I feel good. I feel like that's my brother or sister, but that's it. That's as far as it goes. And then now I see you, and and you're Chinese, and I think you're great. I, I think you and I can get along great. Now we don't have an ancestral um, uh, commonality, but so what? Th- that doesn't matter. Is it a matter of uh, is it a matter of taking away meritocracy and taking away your ability to succeed on your own? That's how you can victim- make make so many people feel victimized, and then start categorizing by tribalism, as you said. Yeah, and also they blame the other side for all the uh, social ills. Well, right now it's a white, a white male, right? A white male, not just white male, straight male, uh, conservative, Christian. You can you, you can kind of uh, figure out who are the enemy number one. They are the problem of all suffering and all grievances of other side. And that is how they play, weaponize the differences uh, of people. Well, in this, what you just said is verifiably true. By the way, it's She Van Fleet. The name of the book is Mao's America, a survivor's warning. I urge you to go and get it right now. Um, What you just said is verifiably true because... We keep pushing the idea that there's white white supremacy going on, and there yeah. are very few white supremacists in this country. And then you hear the the left or the dividers say things like, "If Trump were to get back in office, he'd be an autocrat. He'd be a dictator. He would do this. He would do that. He would do the other thing." And these are things they're actually doing. Is that how Mao came to power? Did he say that the other side was the bad side, and people believed him? Yeah, that is a long story, and that's why people need to read my book. And I yes. really laid out how to play all this factors in order to get power. It's all about power. When you get through it, you know, oh my God, that's why they do this. Why they want to divide us? Why they want to cancel everything? Why do they want to rewrite history? It's all about one thing. It's about power. In order to get power, they have to get rid of the uh, the past. They have to rewrite the history. They have to divide people and set people against each other. And that's how they get power. And once they got power, once they got power, they will not put up with the riots, the looting. All those people were sent to the gulags. And that's the message I'm trying to tell people. All the social justice warriors, you feel like you have power now. You can go out and you can do all the things without consequences. They let you do it because they use you as useful idiots. Once they got power, they seize power, absolute power. All these people uh, will be considered undesirables. They were all got written off to the gulags. And and they're all going to say, wait, wait, I was on your side. I helped out. Exactly. And it, it doesn't yeah. matter, does it? Doesn't. Doesn't matter. And that it's happened a- to the Red Guard during the Cultural Revolution. And I uh, explained what happened to them. And that is something the left should really know. They don't know because they never taught real history. She is the book out now? 
Yes, it, 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 it's now out and it, it was released October 31st. Where, where can I they really get it? Can they go to Amazon and, and uh, yeah. stuff like that? Yes. And I really hope people can read it because this is history repeating. And a lot of people just could not understand what happened to our country. And I can recognize it. Yes, you can recognize because you don't know history. I can recognize and people like me who went lived through a Mao's Cultural Revolution, we recognize right away because it is history repeating. Is there some sort of an aspect of, of uh, totalitarianism that makes them take away your love of country? And here's what I mean. People in this country on the Marxist left want us to hate the country, hate yes. how it was founded, hate the Constitution, hate the white people that founded it, the, the whole thing. Uh, do people in China walk around and they don't love China? No, that's different. In in China, they uh, switch the concept. So right. the patriot patriotism be, become love of the party. You have to love the party. If you don't, it. you can be punished. The party is the country. Yes, the party is the country. Because here, here the party is in the country. Here, yes. here the Constitution is the country. Yeah, but here they want you to uh, hate the country. Why? They want use all this to get rid of the foundation of this country so they, they can destroy everything, seize power, and build back better, which is not build back totalitarian. Yeah, he hasn't built back anything better, that's for sure. It's Xi Van Fleet. Go and get her book. It's called Mouse America, Survivor's Warning. Go follow her on Twitter and X. It's uh, at V... Uh, X Van Fleet, X V A N F L E E T. I don't think I am yet, but I will be following you after this. Let, let me ask you this: We keep on seeing failed um, attempts at socialism, Marxism, totalitarianism, like in Venezuela. It's failed. People are eating their dogs in the street. You see it in North Korea. Nobody has any freedom whatsoever. They barely have any food. They barely have any electricity there. We see that the USSR fell because it failed. The East Germany fell because it failed. Why do people keep trying to do it? That is why I wrote the book. People here never taught the real history of communism. I was just um, fighting with a bunch of guys over Twitter yesterday about communism. They still believe that communism is the right solution for all the problem in the world. And what failed before was that they never did it right. But this time, they're going to do it right. It's, uh, it's kind of amazing to see how China is living, because as you said early on, it's kind of a capitalist society, but it's communist. So how does that work? After Mao died, and uh, who would you say it was, um, who was the guy after him? Right, uh, Deng Xiaoping comes in. Is he the one that met with Richard Nixon, and that's what opened up relations? That's Mao. But so Mao met with Richard Nixon. Yeah. So I, I, People herald Nixon like he did something good. I wasn't happy about it, to be honest with you, because maybe you get some human rights first and then deal with Mao. You, you don't just let him kill everybody. That is the problem that the, uh, the Americans keep uh, mistake, they keep ma- uh, making. They try to get a deal with a communism a communist regime to uh, fight against another communist regime, or they, they want to make deal with communists. Right. When you make deal with communists, you will never get what you wanted. You're always going to be uh, cheated and then beaten by the communists. You can't make deals with communists. It's she Van Fleet. She is, um, she's got a great book out called Mao's America, Survivor's Warning. In about the last minute I have, she, how can we stop this? Uh, what we see happening is almost like a locomotive, and that's, I'm sure, the way it was in China back in the day. But I still think there are enough of us who love this country. How do we stop this from happening? I think, number one, 
we have to really understand what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with is a communist takeover of America. We have to understand this. We're no longer dealing with some old Democrats going crazy. The Democratic Party has been hijacked and they become a communist party. So number one, to understand. Number two, to expose. Read the book, share it, and then get involved. We have to get involved. We can't just sit on the couch and be a uh, patriot. We have to get involved, participate in the process, support local uh, candidates, and uh, and become a candidate. Okay, and then go to school board, hold them uh, responsible. That's how we get our country back. Mao's America, a survivor's warning. Her name is uh, She Van Fleet. Go and follow her on X. Her name is X. There's no I after just X Van Fleet over on, on Twitter and X. Get the book Miles America right now. She, I could talk to you for a long time more. Let's do this again very soon. I love that you're, that you're making people aware of what's going on right underneath our eyes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you. Really appreciate she coming on. Again, she is spelled X-I, and her last name is Van Fleet. She is at X Van Fleet over on uh, X or Twitter. X Van Fleet. Go and follow her there. Get this book, Mao's America. It's a scary tale about what she sees happening in this country that she saw happening in her own country. And I really do hope that people will wake up because there has never been any example of socialism slash communism slash totalitarianism that's worked well it's worked in china no china actually became very capitalistic and that's why they're able to survive post mao who killed millions of people it wasn't totalitarian anymore or authoritarian it's close and certainly not a free society but the financial part of it has a lot of capitalism in it so think about that north korea venezuela you see what's happening in these countries These countries are failing miserably, just like the entire Iron Curtain failed, because it just doesn't work. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.